0: Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, Leader of the Heart. I want to welcome you to the Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We're in a, uh, a message series right now called Versus, and what we have been doing, the idea behind it, is we have been looking at... When it comes to our faith, okay, when it comes to your church life or your, your faith life, we've been looking at the, the stark differences between what does religion say about how you should grow your faith, and what does spirituality say about how you should grow your faith. And when I say, as we've been talking over the last couple of weeks, when I say religion versus spirituality, what I mean is, is the very extreme side, right, the, the unhealthy side of religion, the unhealthy side of religion, and maybe uh, you don't have to you know, put your trauma on display here today, but maybe you grew up in a religious household or you, went, you grew up going to a church that was very religious and religious in all the ways that are difficult to deal with. And so, and so that's one side and then there's, there's the other side where there's this extreme side of spirituality. So maybe it's the extreme side of religion that brings all the guilt and all the fear and if you don't do this, God's going to be mad at you about that. Sometimes on the unhealthy side of religion, it feels like God is always mad. Why is he so mad at us? Why did he even make us if he wants to be mad at us all the time? And on the, on the healthy side of spirituality, it can be this kind of like, yeah, just do, you know, whatever you, whatever you want, you know, whatever you feel, just whatever you're feeling in the moment, just be that, and so these can be the unhealthy sides, and what, we, what we've been trying to do over the last couple of weeks, and what I, what I want to do here today is talk about how maybe, maybe it's not picking a side of are we going to be a religious people, or are we going to be a spiritual people, but maybe there is a healthy mix of the two that can really empower us to grow our faith in ways that help us to move forward and still keep us healthy, so today, what I want to talk about a little bit when it comes to religion versus spirituality is I want to talk about your purpose. Have you ever wondered, what is my purpose? What should I do? Many times we go to, uh, we go to church or we look at the Bible or uh, something like that because we're, we're wondering, what, is, what am I supposed to do? What does God want me to do? Years and years and years ago, before we started the heart, I had this strong sense that I was supposed to start a church. Looking back now, it was probably me just wanting to. <laughs> I had this strong sense that this is what I am supposed to do. And so we we did all the stuff. I you know uh, easily convinced my wife and son that we were going to start a church. You know whatever it was. And so what a journey it's been over the last years and years. And before that, I worked at a church. Like I, I was serving at, a, serving at a church and then worked at a church for five or six years. And I, think, I was like, I think I'm supposed to, supposed to start a church. And so I kind of went on those, went on those steps to, to do that. And like I said, you know, figuring things out along the way. But I felt for a long time this was what I was supposed to do. And maybe you're not supposed to start a church. Maybe you are. I'm not, you know, I don't know about your life. But have you ever wondered or thought, what am I supposed to do? A job's coming up. Am I supposed to take this job or not? A possible move is coming up. Am I supposed to make this move or not? A potential relationship. Am I supposed to be in this relationship or not? Should I keep this friend or not? What am I supposed to do? How do I know my purpose? I feel like when it comes to religion, and again, the far extreme side, right, this extreme side of religion, when it comes to religion, there are many things you are supposed to do. I can point to a bunch of different verses in this book that can tell you exactly what you're supposed to do. We're gonna look at a couple of verses today that don't fly in the face of religion, but help us to grab a healthy version of what religion can do in our life. The same thing with spirituality. So where in your life have you wondered, what should I do? What am I supposed to do? Maybe you're here today because there's a big decision coming up in your life, a big decision you're going to need to make, and and you're just looking for some sort of sign or guidance. You ever thought that? God, if I'm supposed to do this, give me a sign. And then you're, you know, eyes peeled looking for a sign. Or (laughs) if you're like, God, if I'm supposed to do this, give me a sign. And then you just shut your eyes tight, like I don't want to see a sign. I really want this job, so if God doesn't want me to have it, tough luck, because it makes a lot of money, and I'm probably going to do it anyway. And maybe God will show up afterwards to say, good job. <laughs> what, a stressful, what a stressful life to constantly be wondering, am I doing the right thing? But many of us, many of us, and maybe it's not every day, but many of us struggle through that some days, some weeks, some years. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? You ever, you ever felt, it, it just seems like everyone around me knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing with their life. I see a teacher who loves to teach. I'm like, man, it must be so nice to do exactly what you're supposed to be doing. It must be so nice to know exactly what you're supposed to do. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful by the end of today that you can walk out of here knowing what you're supposed to do. Maybe, maybe I can help you figure out what you're supposed to do with your life today. Can you imagine how cool that would be if you walked out of here knowing what you're supposed to do? So, I want to look at a couple of verses today that can maybe point us, guide us, and we can walk this line, this blurry line between religion and spirituality, the, the spirituality that says, do whatever you want, man, do whatever you feel. And the religion that says, do not do what you want, do not do what you feel. I will tell you what you want, and I will tell you what you feel. How are we supposed to manage that in between? That's the beauty of this life that we're living. There is so much gray. It, it, I wish it could be so easy. Is, do, we cho- do we choose black or white? Do we choose this or that? But That's just not how life works. So I want to look at a couple scriptures today with you all. The first one is, 1 Corinthians verse 12. Now, if you don't know a lot about the Bible or anything about the Bible, no worries. The book of Corinthians is actually a letter written by a man named Paul, and it was written to a group of people. So Paul was this man. He would go around to different areas and basically start up a church community. Teach them about the ways of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, and how to apply the teachings of Jesus, how to apply this new way of thinking about life, this new way of looking at faith, how to apply that to their life, in their community, in their culture. And so a lot of these books that we get to read, like Corinthians, are letters that he wrote after he started the community, and he wanted to give them some guidance. He would hear hear reports on how things were going. People would, you know, report back and and, and tell on others. You know what I mean? You would not believe what they're doing. We're praying for them. (laughs) You ever heard gossip just disguised as prayer? We should really pray for these people. Let me tell you everything about what's going on with them. Let's pray. Can you believe it? And so Paul would write back. He would kind of get some of this feedback, and he'd write back, like, okay, guys, uh, I, I, I see that you guys are dealing with this. Let's talk about that. Maybe you guys have forgot, maybe y'all have forgot what we, what we talked about when I was there. So let's go over it again. So we get a little bit of glimpse uh, into that. And I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 and 13, and what he's doing. see, some people thought that they had higher callings than others. Some people thought what God has gifted me to do, what God wants me to do, is more important than what God has gifted you to do. And maybe you haven't thought like that. Maybe you've thought you look at other people and you're like, "Wow, God has really gifted them. They have a much more important gifting or calling or purpose than I do." I can look at a few people around me in my life. Like, "Wow, God was really handing out gifts that day. I don't know how gifting works in heaven, but mm-hmm. he really slapped on a few gifts to those people. I missed a few. And so you may have heard this analogy before that uh, we that we're going to that we're going to read so we'll talk about it here in a sec. Uh 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 and 13. It says the human body has many parts. But the many parts make up one whole body. So it is so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are oppressed and some are free, but we all but we, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Every year, we as a community, as a church, we pick a word for the year that we kind of drive a lot of our decisions through and kind of the way we think about our year, and our word for this year is spirit. We want to be a group of people. We want to be people who are guided by the spirit, God's Holy Spirit. And so Paul, he goes on to make this analogy— of the human body. And there's, no, there's not one part of the human body that's more important than the others. They are all needed. They all serve a purpose, and not one purpose is more important than the other. And he brings it back again to, we are all sharing the same spirit. We are all part of what God has created. God is in all of us the same way, not more so in others. So when it comes to this idea of what am I supposed to do, who, what, what, am I, what am I supposed to do next? What is my purpose? I wanted to, I, maybe, I, I, I think I picked that verse because I wanted to take just a little bit off your shoulders. If when it comes to your purpose in life, you get a little bit overwhelmed. It's a little bit too much. These are some big, these are some big thoughts for a Sunday morning, right? What is your purpose in life? Are you living your purpose? <laughs> what if I'm not? <laughs> I was just here for the kolaches, and now I'm thinking about my purpose in life. Paul, Paul is talking about, Paul is talking to us, people reading this, that what you do, what you are created for, the gifts that you have, the gifts that you bring, they have purpose. Second verse I want to read for you today. is also in 1 Corinthians, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. This is in the New Living Translation. So when you read in your Bible, it might be a different translation. It might look a little bit different. That's okay. It's a uh, translation of an ancient language and an ancient culture. We are just trying to pull the juice out of what was happening, the, what the authors of the Bible are trying to say. So let's read this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, just for a second, let's say you came to church today. And you came up to me and you said, Dom, I have this big decision to make. What should I do? And I would say, no worries. I have all knowledge. I am about to prophesy into your life exactly what you should do. Would you be impressed? I would be impressed. If I said, give me, give me a sec, what, 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 what do you need to happen in your life? Because my faith. Moves mountains. Oh, you need a raise? Watch it be there on Monday. That's how strong my faith is. You're sick? Healed. If I had all this prophecy and all of this knowledge, look what Paul says. And and this is just one verse. I don't want to read the whole Bible to you, but if you want to write this down, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and read through that first part there. Paul says, if I have all of that but I don't love others, I would be nothing. It's not going to be up here, but I'm going to read this to you real quick. If I could speak all the languages on earth, every single language on earth, and I could speak the language of all the angels in heaven, but didn't love others, I would only be, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Paul is saying, if you are able to speak every language, have every gift, prophesy, have mountain-moving faith, that's not it. He also says this, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I couldn't, or I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. What does it seem like? Paul is telling us what's most important in this life. Any guesses? It's love. So before you, yeah, Dom, don't make this all ooey-gooey, we should all love each other. I'm not. Paul is. <laughs> I think you should do whatever you want. I'm on your side. But let's say, let's say that you were, you were looking around at people, and, and you, were, you, were, you think like me, and you're comparing, and you're like, who has better gifts than I do? And you saw somebody who, had, who possessed all the mysteries and secrets of God, all knowledge. That would be pretty, that'd be pretty impressive. That is a very special gift. That is a gift I wish I had. And Paul says, if you had it, it wouldn't matter if you didn't have love. Well, then let's flip that. Let's flip that just for a second. I can't move mountains with my faith. I have never once, once, twice, once, I have never once moved a mountain with my faith. I have never moved anything physically with my faith. I do not speak all of the languages on earth. Even English, I speak badly. But what I can do sometimes on my best days is love the people around me. And I know, I know, I know that you are the same way. Some of you can probably speak two, three, four, five languages, but you can't speak them all. But even if you couldn't, can you love? Can you remember the last time that you felt love for somebody, that you expressed love for somebody? Can you think of the last time that somebody expressed love for you? Maybe we don't all have the same gift, but we all share the same spirit, and that spirit, one of the fruits of that spirit is love. So uh, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, or just look at this, or take a photo, uh, however you live your life. When we stop focusing on what to do, we can focus on who we are becoming. It's so easy to look at what are we supposed to do, to think about what are we supposed to do? Because that's what a lot of life is, right? I need to do something today. What am I going to do? What am I going to do after this? Some of you, and I applaud you, that you're going you're to leave here and you're going to go do grocery shopping and meal prep and do laundry and, you know, bless your heart. I don't know how you do it. Some of us are going to talk about doing that and then just go home and watch TV. Those are my People. Got to catch up on a couple of shows. You know how it is? So it's so easy to focus on what to do. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, what we'll do is we'll bring that same thinking into our faith. We'll bring that same thinking into our major life decisions. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be doing this with my life? Am I supposed to be working here? Am I supposed to be in this relationship? What if just for a second, for the rest of the day today, or just maybe for this week, you gave yourself permission To say, I'm not going to be worried about this week what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to think about who I am supposed to become. The unhealthy side of religion will say, here's what you're supposed to do. Keep coming back to religion to know what to do. And, I'm, and it's not about, again, this whole, this whole series is not about throwing out religion or throwing out spirituality. It's bringing in the guidance that religion can give us and say, okay, there are things that I can do. There are practical things you can do to grow and build your faith. But what I want you to do, what I want to challenge you to do is not focus on what you're doing, but on who you can become. Next thing I want you to write down is this if you're taking notes. If love is not in you, then what you do doesn't matter. If love is not in you, then what you do doesn't matter. That's what Paul was saying, right? You can speak all the languages, have all of the knowledge, be able to speak into people's life, Interpret people's dreams, what they should do next with their life. If love is not in you, then none of that matters. If love is in you, then everything matters. If love is in you, then it almost doesn't matter what you do because you're bringing the essential element, the the piece of the recipe that Paul is talking about. If love is in you, then everything you do matters. No matter where you work is going to be great. No matter where you move, it's going to be great. You know why? Because you're bringing love with you. Now, I, I will say this. When I say bring love with you, I don't mean you have to be like, give everybody a hug and like, always have people at your house. I mean, that's not, some of you are getting stressed out about this whole love thing. Love doesn't mean you have to, uh, is anyone stressed out if I say you have to give everybody a hug when you leave? Okay, a few people, yeah. (laughs) That's not what it means. Love doesn't mean you have to host a party at your house every weekend for all of your friends. sounds exhausting for some of us, not me. I just exhaust my family by doing that. <laughs> it's true. You want to know what love means, love looks like? I want to point you back to 1 Corinthians 13. Love looks like patience. Can you bring patience with you? Some days you can. Some days it's hard. Yeah, come on. Love looks love's, Love. Love. Told you I can't speak English well. Love looks like kindness. You know what's what's beautiful about kindness? Is you can choose to be kind. Maybe some days if you're having a good day, it comes natural to be kind, but you can choose kindness. That's what's powerful, powerful about this, this challenge that Paul gives us to bring love. Because we can choose to bring it. We're not stuck in this, what am I supposed to do, am I supposed to go here, or am I supposed to go there? Maybe that's a choice, but what if you make the wrong choice? You ever thought that? You ever have a big decision, and there's a part of you, depending on how much you worry, I know there's some worriers out here, depending on how much you worry, you think, okay, well, if I make this decision, what if it's the wrong decision? Well, uh, let me let you off the hook a little bit. You will make wrong decisions. You will make mistakes. You will make poor choices. But there's time to correct mistakes. There's time to make amends for poor choices. And you know how you do that? You bring love with you. You bring love with you. And if you feel like you don't know how to love or don't know where that love can come from, I'm going to point you back to what Paul said again, is we share the same spirit of God, and God is love. Last thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes is this. When we are guided by the Holy Spirit, our purpose is found in our daily walk, not our daily work, not what we do, but who we are every day, every day. I don't know what big decisions you have coming up or big things like that, but I just love this idea of the choice that we have to bring it. I, I mentioned earlier that when I, was, when I was younger, I felt so sure, I felt so sure that I was supposed to start a church. And it was about maybe five years ago. I'm definitely one of those people, I, I'm one of those people who, if you tell me what to do, I will die doing the opposite of what you told me to do. Is anybody else, is anybody else like that? I can not see my wife. Did she raise her hand? I'm just kidding. I just, I just, I'm one of those people. It's like, uh, if I'm already doing something and you tell me I should be doing it, I am doing the other thing. And there was something about, somebody would tell me, did you start a church? Somebody asked me one time, did you start this church because you felt called to do it like you couldn't do anything else? And I'm not telling you how you should live your life or how you should approach your faith. Well, maybe I am. This is why I'm up here. Uh, but what I did say is I said, I don't feel called to do this. I feel like I choose to do this. I want to do this. There was something about that for me where I felt like, well, if I'm called to do this, what if I want to stop doing it? Does that mean I can't because I'm called? Now I'm in this prison sentence of a calling? No, I choose to do this. I think that's one of the most empowering things about Christianity. I think it's one of the most empowering things about our faith that we can have because we can choose to bring love with us. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But watch what happens when you choose to bring love. Now when you bring love and you bring kindness and you bring patience, now it doesn't matter what you do. Now all the stress of those big decisions, all the stress of what you should or shouldn't do fades away behind the mask of love. What an an empowering choice you get to have. So like I said, I don't know what big decisions you have to face in your life, what things you have coming up, but I do know that whatever you have to face, that you can choose to bring love with you. You can choose to do that. that. That is how much God trusts the spirit he put in you. We talk about choice a lot at the heart. I personally feel it what, it, it, it's what makes all of this so powerful. This morning we had 15 people serving, volunteering their time to create church the way it looks, adding a second room for our heart kids. We had 15 people doing that. Can you imagine how devastating it would be if I guilted them into doing it? You're supposed to do this. You have to do this. How much more empowered are they now that they choose to do it? People choose to give up their time. But that choice, the choice to grow your faith, that doesn't just apply to church world on Sundays. That choice to bring love with you, that applies to every relationship in your life, every choice that you need to make. Because you can't get away from the choices that you're going to need to make, but you can, you can choose to bring God with you. You can choose to bring love with you. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for you this morning. And every now and then I like to give y'all a challenge. I'm going to give you a challenge today. I want to challenge you that when you walk out of here this week, you are going to choose to bring love with you. Maybe this week, love for you will look like a little bit of hope. Maybe for you this week, love will look like a little bit of patience. Maybe for you this week, love will look like a little bit of kindness. But I'm going to challenge you to bring love with you this week. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you feel you want to accept this challenge and take it with you this week, then on the count of three, I want you to put your hand up. Every eye closed. On the count of three, put your hand up if you're ready to do it. One, two, three. Put it up real quick. Okay, put your hands down. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you empowered us to love. Thank you so much that you have empowered us to grow our faith. God, I pray that what we do moving forward, is to choose to bring love. We thank you for your grace, for your hope, and the love that you have put in us. We love you, we trust you, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.